Testing, testing, one, two, three. One, two, three, testing. One, two, three, testing. I think we got it. All right, Dang Naga. It. Naga's looking up NFTs right now. We'll introduce what those mean Dude, in a second. Isn't this kind of hot? No, that's not hot at all. No, but like kind of like fire. Why don't you Why don't you describe it? Since it's we're like start this off bomb. This. It kind of looks like a Radiohead bomb, right? Yeah. With uh, kind of a 3D-esque sort of vibe to it. It's all crushed, kind of feeling like, oh, this bomb is like, it's like your internal struggle. You feel that internally, like, hey. I feel for your language arts or teachers who had to read your papers with it and came to descriptive essays because I don't think that helped out at all. It, it looks like the hundreds bomb on the t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah, you know what, what I'm talking about? Bomb? You know, well, like the clothing brand, the hundreds. I think that's what it's called. I might be out of touch on that. You definitely are. I out might of be touch more millennial than I think I am. But anyways, Naga, this is, uh, what kind of podcast are we doing? What is the name of the podcast? This is Mental Hustlers, episode one, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. They're uh, more than just two genders now, you have to, like, include everything else. No, do you know everything else? No, I don't know anything else, man. Okay, that's cool, neither do I, but at least the thought's there. But yeah, this is, this is Mental Hustlers, this is our first podcast of two best friends, challenging sitting each other. Sitting in a room. Sitting in a room, and it's totally gay. Um... <laughs> We basically will challenge each other's interpretations on leadership success as well as supporting each other on it and the occasional whimsical intrusive thoughts that come into our mind. We both got ADHD, so you can expect a lot of that. Um, but Naga, why don't you explain what NFTs are? Well, NFTs, once we start off, it's called non-fungible tokens. What's beautiful about NFTs are that it's a new age of art. In the sense, when you're looking at the Mona Lisa, right? When you look at a Mona Lisa photo, all the rich people buy into it. Why? It's because it's somewhat mysterious in the emotions that it captures. You know how an actor captures emotions on screen? A painting is the same way, but it's like the standstill photo or like kind of artwork. And when you're looking at an NFT, it has the same sort of emotional complex when you can find something as good. So basically, it's a digital asset. So like a property, like a house, right? That's a physical asset. But now that we're entering this new age, which is the next decade of our life, is going to be in the metaverse. It's in Web 3.0, right? <laughs> Zuckerberg's, you know, metaverse statement. It's true, man. Think about like Ready Player One. That's the future that we're headed into. And so NFTs are these assets that people, whether you're rich or poor, you're looking at this art and you're like, dang, you know, like, that's something that I kind of want to put up in my room, like kind of have like it floating in your room or something, right? So you get like this big ass LSD or like LCD kind of screen to have that. Yeah. And so, yeah, NFTs are just these beautiful machines that we are currently in. We're in the next generation of just art. And so... But multiple people can own it. So like you can, we're not at a point where you can just have it floating in your room like a holographic. You just, you own it and it's on a digital receipt and it's like, hey, you bought, you know, one Derek Jeter card of, of a ruby or of an emerald color. And what are you so excited about? I gotta go buy this. I gotta go, go buy this NFT, bro. You continue. All right. So uh, unexpected notice, uh, Naga left to go buy an nft of basically what he was describing he was pretty enthusiastic about it so uh he went to go do that and left me with the job of taking this podcast solo oh now he's back All right, with, oh with your computer. computer 
Take okay, so am I going to be taking control of this now? Is is this how this is going to go if you're going to be focusing on that? Well, I'm still in here, baby. I'm just okay. buying NFTs. We're, we have a story going on. Can I get this NFT or not? I Listen, I'm not going to stop you. I have my, my thoughts on NFTs are that, and this isn't going to be a conversation about NFTs. We're not going to make this the topic, but my thoughts are it doesn't make sense that, and, and, like, if there's the Mona Lisa, the Mona Lisa is is what it is because of, when it was made, it was made by Leonardo da Vinci. It has a background to it. It's it's one of the most protective art pieces on the entire planet, and it's one of the most valuable art pieces on the entire planet. And that's just one painting, though. But an NFT, like you have these different levels, you have these different kinds of the same image that could just be different, you know, could be changed. You have the, the holographic kind, like a Pokemon card, or you have fuck if I know about any other about trading cards. But like you have these different like levels of NFTs for the same image that apparently rise or, or decrease in value depending on what it is. And right. I personally don't see the point because anyone can have it and you just have it on a little digital receipt that says, hey, you are the owner of a fucking Tom Brady baseball or football card. He did play baseball, though, I believe in Michigan. But um, I, I'm i a big Tom, Tom Brady stan. I have been for a while, right? So I would know that a little bit. Maybe it wasn't from Michigan. Maybe I don't know that much about him. But... Um, yeah, I don't see the point of it. It's like, I get cryptos, but I don't get NFTs. I don't get a digital art. So, so how do you get cryptos? Well, you have to mine it, right? Or at least, I'm under the impression that you have to mine them. And... Yeah. And yes, that takes a lot of resources. It. And I don't know how that whole process works. I know it takes a lot of time and a lot of computer power, but however it works, it just, it does. But all I know is I just buy some of them and then that's that. And I don't have to do the work on it. So, I mean... It's a win-win. I'm too lazy to go into the process of mining it myself. But I'm also too broke to buy a whole bunch of crypto, so I just pretend that I have some crypto. Bro, you got, like, two ETH, man. Yeah. Ethereum, so you're in it. You're yeah. in it. Yeah, Pretty I'm going to give that a decade and hope that it gets to, like, 100 grand. And if not, well, then so be it. At least I can say I was part of the game, so. You're in it, right? Yeah, you're I'm fucking in it, yeah. Because it keeps going up, so... Exactly. And the thing about NFTs are it's just it's just going to keep going up. I understand what you're saying like, hey, Mona Lisa, it's not the same thing because that's a protected like a physical thing that you can actually see, mm-hmm. right? This is a digital thing that everyone gets to see. It's almost like well, I could copy and paste it and be like, "Oh, yeah, I got this." You know, like I could just like save the digital image of it and be like, "Yep, I got it. Here it is." But it's This is mine. But that's like saying, okay, I can take a photo of the, like, get a copy of the Mona Lisa and just hang it up in my room. Yep, cool, I got the Mona Lisa thing. in my room. That's it's bougie a, as fuck. It's fake, bro. If you get a Who little Who the fuck wall- cares? <laughs> Are you serious? No There's one's, no one's gonna care. That. No one's gonna care unless... <laughs> no one's gonna know. <laughs> exactly. I could just say it's just stole the Mona Lisa. Honestly. Thanks, Nicolas Cage. Okay. I'll, I mean, fuck, I'll put my own, like, map on I'll put, you know the racing car mats that you had as a kid? It was like the format. Oh yeah, those yeah. Are I'm sick. just gonna put that on the back of it instead. So like, I'm just gonna take it off and have like me and my friends, the friends that I do have, just run race cars on it and have our own little game. That's gonna be in the back of the Mona Lisa. Fuck a whole map and like putting lemon juice on it, and putting it in the oven like Nicolas Cage did. I'm just gonna put a race car map on the back of it and mm. call it a day. Okay, okay. For example, I, okay, that's good. But imagine that these NFTs, right? This is a podcast about NFTs, right? Our first episode oh, is about that. Bitch. I thought done. this was going to be it's about completed. like learning new things. I mean, I guess I'm learning a new thing, so. You are. Fuck it. I'm giving you vision right now. I'm casting you vision. The vision of NFTs are that you're buying a digital asset, right? For example, I'm buying a character, right? Let's say, yeah. you know, Disney dropped a bunch of NFTs, right? And I one of those NFTs, that would be huge. But one of those NFTs was Elsa, right? So I bought this yeah. character of Elsa. There's only one of them, and I bought it. Is it Bikini Elsa? 
It could be Bikini Elsa. Fuck yeah. Right? But maybe Disney wants to make a movie of Bikini Elsa, right? Elsa I the think beach. they would make bank off of that. <laughs> Weirdo. <laughs> I'm just saying. Disney I'm movie. just saying, like, any, even if someone isn't interested into, like, Bikini Elsa, which I, wouldn't, I, don't, I don't know why you wouldn't be, there would be enough curiosity surrounding it to where people would be like, okay, I kind of have to see the same thing with the whole of that Animal Crossing porno that came out like that was big on tiktok i don't know if you know you probably don't know what i'm talking about never nope i i barely know what i'm talking about either all i know is that it was of a course. thing there was a sound associated with it i watched it and i was i was actually disappointed i thought there'd be more to it but it was just it was just animals and doing stuff right yeah, it was an animal it was some egyptian cat doing it to a dude uh, but she was going to town, but I was like, damn, this is just, like, too comedic for me to even, like, find any pleasure out of this. I was like, I was, that's why I was disappointed. So you watched it, and you were just like... Yeah, I watched it out of the curiosity, because when you have something that absurd, or just something that, like, out there, like Bikini Elsa, you're gonna have the curiosity. And, like, it's not like Bikini Elsa doesn't exist. There are worse things of Elsa out there, because the internet is just a holy grail of, like, weird shit. Nah, bro. We do not condone pornos here at all. No, we do not whatever, condone that. Whatever. It's not. Anyways, allowed, back to your NFTs. <laughs> okay, for example, you get that bikini Elsa, right? Yeah, We're going sure. back to that. So you have this asset now, right? Because you own that. You personally own that. Yeah. People can copy on the internet, whatever. But you own that. Now, let's say Disney wanted to make a movie. Okay. With, with your digital asset, for example. Right? Yeah. With the bikini Elsa. Well, now doesn't Disney have to rent that out to you? Because that's your property. By the way, right. there's a if you guys can hear a beeping sound, someone's moving a fucking golf cart. Golf carts. And there, I don't know why it beeps, but it does. So, anyways, continue. Yeah. So now you have this asset that's kind of uh, producing you income. It's yeah. just a, another rental thing, right? Okay. Passive income. So if you get like a NFT, that's kind of like, it. You could see it as having its own TV show or something. There's actually value in that. But An NFT TV show. I mean, I guess it's a form of art, right? So you can kind of own it. So wait, let me ask you this. So even though I am i don't see the point in it, I could just capitalize on it, learn about it, and be like, all right, I know these people are obsessed with it, therefore I'm just going to take advantage of their obsession and just capitalize off of that. Not seeing it as something that's cool, but just something as profitable. Dude, everybody does that. Think about Dogecoin. Everybody saw... Dogecoin like a- is so fucking stupid. But people bought into I, it I and know. they made millions, right? What people think is stupid, right? 99% of people think that it's stupid. The 1% sees it as an opportunity. Yeah, sure. Right? Just like Apple or like Amazon. Everybody thought that was stupid back in the 90s. But that has value to it. It's Apple and it's Samsung and it's any other big brand out there. They they actually make products. It's not some Dogecoin off of a meme dog like a Shibu Inu, which are great dogs, but like it's a fucking coin that the internet was like oh uh, yeah let's let's fucking shoot this to the moon and and blow it the fuck up right but i want you to know that that's exactly what i know it's a physical product yeah. back then but it's stupid at the same time yeah it's like oh the internet like that's gonna be stupid like there's a big banks and everyone thought that right mm-hmm. big industry players internet whatever until these internet giants came in at web 2.0 where they just blew up the dot-com right bubble right sure. all that stuff they just made up they became millionaires for having websites, mm-hmm. right? And creating startups with just like pets.com, yeah. right? And selling those. So it's like there is value in just purchasing domain names, right? Yeah. And selling them while you're still in the bubble, right? Because the bubble will crash, but just like Amazon, just like Google and all these actual like legitimate companies, mm-hmm. you find the companies that actually can have for example, a TV show, which are legitimate, 
mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of these things, they only give out like 10,000 characters, right? Like 10,000 NFTs for like one right. sort of idea. Mm-hmm. And so if you can capitalize on getting the right one, perhaps they want to make a TV show out of that character. Can I make an NFT? You can make an NFT. So how do I make sure that blows up? What does it have to be? It seems like it has to be something uh, relatable to people's subconscious. I'm going to spread my ass cheeks, take a picture, and then put that as an NFT. And then I'm going to get the internet to back that up because it's, oh, haha, funny, spread ass cheeks. Let's let's fucking shoot this one to the moon, right? It'll be a gimmick, right? It's a gimmick. It's enough of a gimmick to where it's going to blow up for a little bit, and then it's going to be like, oh, yeah, there's no value, but it was funny in the moment. Of course, my friend. Yeah. That's going to be holographic, too. Of course, my friend. Mm-hmm. I'll see you on the other side. You will, because you'll be buying it. Yeah. You will be wait. buying my spread ass cheeks on a digital card. And you know what? In the future of, like, the year 2045, that's going to be floating around in your room. <laughs> Just my spread ass cheeks. <laughs> Bro, I'm going to expect my house to have, like, a New York City sort of... That'd be cool. Each wall is just a digital wall. And That'd I'm be cool. expecting just your NFT cheeks. Just Why don't we just have it? windows that you can put in your room, right? And it just ha- it shows a digital city or a digital landscape, right? You yeah. put it up in your room, you, you change it to whatever setting you want it to be, and therefore you're looking out at a window of uh, of New York when it's raining, or maybe that's too basic, but like... Ooh, yeah. It could be like Noir, so it's like, like black and white, and it has like the rain pattering against the window, and maybe... I don't know, maybe you see, like, some cigarette smoke or some, some fog or steam around the around the window or, like, past it in the digital landscape. I don't know, but, like, if you just have a window against a wall that shows a digital landscape of whatever it is that you want to be or want it to be, that'd be pretty cool. You know what? What? You son of a gun. I think that's the next million-dollar idea. There are digital plenty of million-dollar ideas, but, oh, digital walls? Well, digital they kind of had that. Didn't they have that in, like black mirror in one episode where like the entire room was just like nothing but screens and like you could be in the safari you could be in uh the middle of a grand canyon you could be i mean you could be wherever you wanted to be that was that pertained to your interest or your desire yeah i just looked it up like there Mm -hmm. are digital wall like museum arts oh yeah but i want like in your own room or in your own house though and i pull that up too yeah 17,000 to 25,000 per square feet for a digital wall per square foot you have to pay that much per square meter per square meter so that's i don't know lot. that kind of metrics so. i know bro this is america it's i know feet. It, it really <laughs> is yeah but except i think we're the only country that uses that besides maybe one other country but like everyone else uses a different metric system just like how they use a different like how they use celsius and for some reason america is like oh uh, yeah you know we're gonna be we're gonna we're gonna show you who's boss and we're gonna do something completely fucking different and go against the the grain we're gonna break the wheel a little bit and do our own thing and now everyone thinks America is just a bunch of fucking low IQ incels based off of those two decisions. Because it really doesn't make any sense. No. And what do you think, like, how do you think um, with these all these incels in this country, mm-hmm. what do you think the social, like, or like kind of like the, how do we like make better people in general? Better because leadership? They, better education? You think better leadership is going to change i think so yeah i think well damn now you can get a little deeper with this and it definitely comes down to education right it comes down to the background of families of where people are raised in and what their you know thoughts are how they perceive things too how you perceive life really matters 
if you perceive life in a pessimistic way, well, expect nothing but negativity around you. Oh, You're either the half glass full or the half glass empty, but it all stems from something. So, it's either it's one of those two things, and you either you're either with it or you're not with it, right? You either decide to be a negative person and you can always change that or you can decide to just live positively, right? You can teach yourself to learn positively. You can't really teach yourself to be negative. You're either just born negative or raised in a negative environment that enforces that mindset. But you can definitely teach yourself to live more positively. Hmm. Do you like have books or like something that you read that helps you do that? Because I know like positivity for a lot of people is hard. You know, because like especially like nowadays when everyone's looking at the news and just being like, this is the worst country in the world. We're living in just because the news is always showing the worst things in the world. Of course, because that's what sells. Negative negativity sells because everybody because negativity is more accessible than positivity. It's easier to be negative. It's easier to let your emotions get the best of you than rather to look at it from a different side to play devil's advocate or just to look at something out of more positive light or even just show positivity positivity shouldn't be hard um i would say like the dhammapada by um the buddhist scripture is pretty good um at basically reinforcing uh selflessness um leaving leaving one good for a greater good uh not surrounding yourself with negativity i mean every it goes on a much more deeper level than that but like that's like the simplified truth of it is that it just it's about it's kind of like a uh, a roadmap to being a better you, to be a more selfless person, to have being a stronger, mentally mentally sustained person, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So, you know, there's that book, and then there's also the, there's a book that I'm reading right now called The Energy Bus, which is um. Basically, you are in charge of your own bus. You are the driver of your own bus. You don't want to be a part of someone else's travel plans and be on their bus. You are you're you're on your own bus, right? Right. Um, and that starts with having a positive outlook on life because you can't. I mean, how do you expect yourself to focus on where you're going if you're just constantly clouded in the head, or your your mind is constantly cloudy, which is nothing but negativity. Right. Right. It's hard to focus. You're just constantly like you're so demotivated. I found that whenever I'm like having an opportunity. I have these thoughts, like say, I remember when I failed back then, Mm -hmm. and I'll fail this opportunity just the same as I did back then. And it's like, I'm filling my mind with failure, and so I stopped going after the opportunity in the first place, right? I think that's the biggest crutch to human human progress, is thinking about your own failures, Mm -hmm. and you never making any progress because of it. You stop yourself. Failure is not doing something. As long as you're doing something, you're not necessarily failing, but you definitely have to learn from those speed bumps. You have to learn from what didn't. You have to basically what didn't work out. You have to learn from. Right. You have to use that as as growth, um, or else you're, if you don't learn from it, if you learn from your mistakes or learn from your experiences that weren't as favorable as expected, then you know you're not going to grow from it. And you shouldn't go Absolutely. into anything with an ex- expectation. You should just go into it. There is a, yeah. there is and part of Taoism. There is a it's called a Wu Wei and it's that's W-U dash W-U-E-I I believe um, and it's essentially just the the concept of effortless action to basically go with the flow to know that you can't have you shouldn't have expectations towards life you can't put demands on life if like putting demands on life is expecting 
you know, um, like an apple tree to bear mangoes, right? It's an apple tree. It's going to bear apples. Don't expect it to bear mangoes. You know, that's not Mm, how that's going to work. So don't put unnecessary demands on life. Go with the flow of it. Act when you need to, but let nature do its course. You know, if compare this to like a novice farmer, right? If a farmer is trying to tug on its crops a little bit to make it grow faster, or if it's overwatering its plants, well, you're going against nature. If you don't tug, if you just water the plants adequately, and if you don't tug on your crops, they're going to grow just fine. Nature has a way of, of doing its own thing, despite whatever other natural disturbance hits it, it still finds a way to grow and still finds a way to to prosper, right? We should do the same thing with ourselves. We shouldn't make put ne- unnecessary demands on us. We should just go with nature, let things be what they are. Don't put any demands on nature. Don't expect anything. Don't try to alter the course of nature, and everything will work out eventually. Right. It's a matter of patience, really. Yeah, exactly. It's a matter of patience, but it's also a matter of understanding what you're planting. Because mm-hmm. if you don't understand what you're planting and you're just going with the flow of what life gives you, whether that's negativity or a poor life or something, right? These bad mindsets and you keep planting that and keep watering that, then you're going to produce more of it. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand what you're planting. Then you go with the flow of patience because it does take a while to plant patience, plant positivity, plant hope, plant goodness, mm-hmm. plant love. It's hard to wait for those things and go with the flow like of the progress that it takes, right? Because it, 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 it's a part of the process of growth. You're planting a seed in the ground, and when you plant the seed in the ground, it's got to sprout, right? It's got to kind of explode from the mm-hmm. little encapsuled seed and then just slowly walk up to the sunlight, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like crawl up to the sunlight. Right. It's that same exact concept. It's that process that you're going through. It takes a while, but you got to go with that flow, trusting that the seed is going to grow. Trusting that God's going to grow that seed and something is going to let, you know, uh, you're going to eventually get a harvest at the end of the day. Right. So in general, it's to understand what you're planting. That's it. If you have, if you learn anything from this, it's understand and motivate yourself to keep going. I definitely appreciate your enthusiasm in that um, because I, I get it. Like you want it, you whatever seed that you're planting, you have to have patience with it. Right. Um whatever your dream is, whatever your hope is, whatever your desire is, it's all achievable with a vision, right? Like, you know, if you plant that seed, it's going to eventually turn into something, but you have to have the patience to let that seed grow. You know, you have to let that seed do its work. If you're planting an idea, planting a vision, planning a career, whatever it is with that seed, you have to trust that that seed will grow, but you have to take care of it, but you don't need a, you don't need to rush it, right? It's not a race, but you also can't ignore it. If you're going to plant a seed, and you can't plant too many seeds unless you know how, like, or else you're not going to be able to focus on, on giving each one its equal amount of growth that it deserves. Yeah. You do one at a time, really, and, and let, and let yes. that be that. I think for the viewers, we're not trying to make you guys farmers, but just imagine life as a farm, Listen, right? listen, being a farmer nowadays is fucking ridiculous, right? The suicide rates on farmers are at an all-time high it fucking sucks absolutely dude yeah like farmers are treated so unfairly and like they're not given um well i mean i could throw climate change into that topic too and how it's harder for farmers to farm given climate change but also like farmers are just largely ignored and the over manufacturing of food out there and gmos by other companies 
really, and I know farmers can use GMOs and whatnot, but like farmers are just largely ignored and they're just completely being overshadowed by larger companies that can just make everything with chemicals. Now there is a bigger growth in organic foods more than there ever has been. Organic foods has been rising in popularity for years and years and years on now. It takes a while. It takes three years to get certified for organic farming. What? Yeah, it's crazy. But like farmers, again, are just largely ignored. And so like Mm. they're often forgotten about. Uh, the government doesn't take care of them. Man, they subsidize them so much, though. You remember that back in, like, 2017? That's the big subsidies for farmers. When they passed it, every single year, they subsidize farmers. Because, like, you know what? At the end of the day, things in China, things every, uh, all across the world are cheaper to receive than it is for Americans, right? For us to produce things in America is expensive. We're a very expensive yeah. nation. We, s- yeah, we really are. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's why, like... I feel like farmers are ignored, and that's all I've got to say about that, my yeah. friend. <laughs> I don't know but, too much about it. Go ahead. Oh, oh I was just going to say it, because like, we were talking about farms, and now I just remembered. The reason why we're talking about farmers is that our minds are literally... Imagine them as farms, mm-hmm. right? Each year, each thought that you have, whatever you do, like you're planting seeds, right? So if more negative thoughts that you have in your life, the crop at the end of the year as a farmer, right? It starts off in spring. And then, bam, in fall, you get your harvest. If you plant thoughts of negativity, you're going to harvest negativity, right? But if you plant thoughts of positivity, you're going to start receiving more positive things. And so this goes back to your dreams and your potential as well, the vision that you cast for yourself in your life. When you start planting those seeds of vision inside your life, it gets clearer and clearer, and you start pursuing it more and more and focusing on it. One thing that I learned from psychology is if you want to go from negativity to positivity, you always want to do, for every one negative thought that you have received, always add three positive thoughts to it. For some reason, if you have a negative mindset, which is your brain is super used to, right? That farm is super used to, mm-hmm. adding those three seeds, adding those three statements like, okay, you know, my day sucked, but you know, these three things I'm grateful for, yeah. it starts creating this repetition in your head like, okay, we're going to be more positive now. It's like three warriors are taking down one negative warrior, right? They've been veteran for so long, but that one negative warrior, I mean, those three can take down the one, right? So you got to outnumber your negative thoughts. Yes, sir. Every single time you have a negative thought, keep doing positive, three positive thoughts. You got to be persistent with it. I would say, I don't know. I would have to disagree with you on your mind being your farm. I would say your life could be more of your farm. Maybe your mind is more like the fertilizer for that farm. Hmm, okay. Does that make sense? So your body, your life, everything adds up to your farm. Yeah, I would say what you ex- what you want out of life, that is your farm, right? Okay, what, yeah. Your Physical career, your, your relationships, your, your health, that is your farm. Your mind is capable of doing so much to make that farm more luscious, to have, make it have its growth that it deserves could be like the fertilizer it could be you know the bag of seeds whatever they may be and you're just planting that into your farm into your life you're planting those ideas yeah. into your life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but again like you have to take care of it right and you have to be persistent with it and you can't just be like okay well you know this seed isn't growing the way it should be well you know tomatoes grow at a different rate than cucumbers do okay you know right. things right. take you know things grow at a different rate and that doesn't mean it's not going to grow at all just make sure that you're, that you're paying attention to it Add some sunlight, add some of the positivity sprinkled onto there. Right, right. It's, and, that, it's that thing about positivity that we mm-hmm. were saying, man. Just positivity is the way of life. Every entrepreneur, everything like 
mental hustles, right? Every single time we're trying to help you guys, it's about building positivity into your mind. Because without positivity, you're not going to live a life that's going to be, I guess, enjoyable, of course, right? Because yeah. you're always going to see negative things. That's the basic concept. But some people just have lived, like I've lived that life where I'm just like, going with the flow. Mm-hmm. It sucks. But being positive, you can actually see potential inside of you. You can actually reach your goals. So, man. We're at the two-minute mark right now before 30 minutes, before we end this. Is there anything that you learned today? I know that thought, that thought kind of ended abruptly, but you just ended up with man and then just like a pause. So, like. We can edit it. <laughs> I guess we could edit it too, yeah. But is there anything that you learned today before we end this uh, podcast off? I learned that the more we foster our mind, right, mm-hmm. the more we can manifest it into our reality. Like I see. Whatever things that we're manifesting in our mind, we can see it clearly and uh, actually enjoy life. Nice. So, yeah. Very cool. What about you? Uh, I learned that uh, if Disney were to drop a Bikini Elsa, it would do way more favorably than I think anyone would expect. So uh, I'm going to end off with that note. Um, That was our first episode of Mental Hustlers. Um, Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. We'll see how this series continues, but I appreciate it. I'm Brayden. I don't know if I introduced myself, but yeah, go ahead, Naga. (laughs) (laughs) I'll introduce you, I guess, too, but go ahead. I'm Naga, and this is... Mental Mental hustlers. hustlers. Woo!